Hey everyone, welcome to This Guy's Sick Presents Fools Count Anywhere. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've done anything wrestling, and we are the fools who count anywhere. Yeah, we are. Like uh, Rain Man, yeah, the little autistic geezer who counts cards. Yeah. Or, you know, your uncle who's doing 15 years counting down every day after nonsense when you were a kid. Oh, yeah, Watkins. He's waiting, he's waiting, yeah, Watkins, he's waiting to get out. He's yeah. counting down every day to get out. And we really didn't have this episode planned, uh, this wrestling episode. Not that we don't want to do more wrestling. It's just wrestling's a hard topic to... It's constantly changing. Constantly changing. Always an episode we might do in the past will not be relevant now. There's all that kind of yeah. thing with it. And unless we did biographies, which we do want to do a few of them, like uh, originally, the original Falls Count Anywhere, the most listened to episode was the Vince Russo episode because oh, right. people wanted to hear our opinions on a controversial... Uh, person right and Bro. and we were actually quite pleasant about the guy to be honest yeah. we, we liked him more than uh more than most do so essentially it's always rotating always moving and there's even been an episode that never dropped because things changed four days oh, later too yeah. much way too much that everything we just said was obsolete we should if we waited a week it would have been a completely different episode exactly and so we've got a right time now with the royal rumble which is in imminent you know when you're listening to this it would have happened it's tonight yeah, like, so it's, Ross, as we're tonight. recording it's tonight uh, that would have happened, and we're not going to be discussing the Royal Rumble or the WWE or anything like that. It's going to come up. You know, we're going to, we know we're going to drop probably back to will. It we probably point. will a bit, but not. It's not focused on that. Nah. So uh, Gwen, who's a long time listener, she she sends in quite a lot of questions, and we haven't done a Q and A episode in a while, but we do have episode sixty nine on the way. So for that, we're probably going to dive into the questions. Mind. I wouldn't mind joining in for Q and A. Yeah, it's, it's, you've never done one. No. Okay, no. yeah, so yeah, not at all. Yeah, yeah every yeah. time you guys do one, I can't make it. Yeah, they're great. I really enjoy them. Sometimes we just get sent the dumbest shit. Yeah, it's fine. Like, or like, you know, which one of you's got the biggest cock? And then Tian's like me, and it's like, you showed it on our live stream. Dead. To to with a female present as well, which I found <laughs> yeah, Larissa, completely crushed. Right? She's like, "Cheers, bro. Thanks for that." Yeah, yeah. It's like no one could fucking see it anyway. Not, it's from that, small. not from this distance. Jesus Christ! Like... I mean, we were in the room and we didn't even realise he got it out. I actually didn't. I just thought he was waving his balls around. That's how small <laughs> it was. Um, so. Yeah, so, so we got a question in from Gwen, long-time listener, uh, uh, someone who sends in a lot of questions, and it was basically saying, like, you do bring up wrestling a lot, which is true. Like, it yeah. comes up in most episodes, we'll probably mention wrestling. Especially between me and you. Yeah, the radio show, when I do that, I mention wrestling quite often. Yeah. Uh, the first song I ever played on the radio show was uh, Cult Personality, which is CM Punk's theme song. So, yeah. And I opened that episode talking about Daphne, uh, who had passed away at the time. That's right. So... Yeah, and, and Punk had literally just debuted, hadn't he? Yeah, he just debuted, and he's a big part of them. In the studio, I've got a wall of wrestling signatures. Like it's 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 a big part of what I like and what Scott likes as well. But the other guys aren't so into it. It's just us, right? So we had this question coming from Gwen, and she basically said, if I wanted to get into pro wrestling, if I wanted to start watching wrestling, how could I? What what should I do? And the answer is simple: um, you avoid the WWE and you watch all elite wrestling. Because it's newer, it's fresher. Um, mm -hmm. yep. The storylines, you haven't got that much history to pick up on. And they will remind you of stuff a lot. Yes, they do bring up... like If there's, there's like an ongoing feud that's... like some, some of them have been going on for like a year. Yeah. It's like they'll, they'll do a match and then it just backs right off for like a couple of months. And then two characters that 
are in the middle of like some sort of feud, they'll interact again, and you're like, "Oh yeah, this happened. This is this is signs of what happened three months ago or six months ago." Yeah, and they'll say, "We've this has been brewing for a while in the background," and and yeah. they've done a hell of a lot of that and slow burning. Yeah, a slow burn, and they're better at it, I think, than anyone else has been oh, currently. Yeah. TNA used to be good with it with the stuff with Styles where he walked out on them and when they had a great roster. So yeah, essentially, this episode is why you should watch pro wrestling. Well. Uh, no one should be forced to watch something, but I think it's quite a uh, misunderstood form of entertainment, and I blame most of that on the WWE. Oh yeah, because WWE is very much a kids show, and All Elite is very much a teen to adult show. It's basically what WWE used to be before Linda McMahon decided to become a politician. And when she was running as a senator for the Republican Party, they were still very much the we are the Christians, and we do not like violence, and we do not like this. But now, things have changed, and it's the Republicans going, we like free speech, we think people should be people. Why are you making the green M&M less slutty? It's them yeah. doing that. And then it's the it's the Democrats in America, it's the left, who are going, no, censor it. Censor it all. We don't want censor blood. We the don't green want violence. M&M. She should not be wearing heels. Yep. Make her trans. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Give her a peanut. Let her unzip with little peanuts hanging out. Yeah. So, so, so things have changed since then, but yeah, so AEW is our focus today and why you should be watching AEW. And we're going to talk about it from a standpoint of if you're a lapsed wrestling fan, you used to like it, but you don't watch it anymore. But also if you're a newcomer, what is it that this provides entertainment wise that you could dig into and get into as a serialized week by week television program? Because essentially it's a... TV show, like you would watch a Game of Thrones, it goes back-to-back episodes, but it never stops. No. They don't have a week off. It's constant. It's all yeah, year round. There's always something. Well, there's, te- in, 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 there's four shows a week of AEW now. Mm. Two, you don't need to watch, really. Because they're kind of developmental. They're developing, yeah. They're, they're, they're very much like an hour of squash matches. Yeah. For those who don't know what a squash well, match is. We have to explain well, that. Yeah, a squash match, basically, is it's an established wrestler who will fight or will wrestle uh, an indie or an unknown uh, basically beat them in one or two minutes and it's basically just a way to give the the established signed wrestler a an easy win while putting over in a way uh, the indie stars to get them some attention and give them a little bit of a paycheck yeah showcasing someone who is not signed to any company who doesn't have a big following. It allows basically their wrestlers to beat someone on TV and look good. And that person gets a bit and that person gets beat and gets TV time or With, internet time. And exposure that they wouldn't normally get yeah. elsewhere. And quite a few of those guys that started off as glorified jobbers, which is again someone who takes who goes and takes the fall in a squash match. He it, it, you know if they show great progress like Lee Johnson um for example, yeah, he's shown uh, a Lee lot Moriarty, of yeah, so there's been there's a, bit, a few of the girls like Layla Hirsch and that you know they they started off as jobbers, jobbers yeah yeah and then they are now signed to contracts with the company as pre- essentially they're developmental yeah, Julia Hart's another one who yeah. came from that well both and Griff as well yeah so because so they've got a lot of stuff to watch but really the you only need to watch one. You only really need to watch well, Dynamite. Rampage. Rampage does carry on this list. There are some. There are some feuds that are carrying on, but they start, I think they're trying to develop it as like it's as a, like a second show that has its own separate storylines. Because well, I think down the line, 
that move, will eventually. They, they, that will be it, and they might do with the roster split because they've got yeah, a lot of it's, people. It's essentially what they're building Rampage to be is um, SmackDown to WWE's Raw or Thunder to uh, WCW's Nitro. Yeah. And for the non-wrestling educated, think of it as one show is The Walking Dead and the other show is Fear, Fear the, the Walking Dead. A spin-off, in a way. And, and so it's just a spin-off show, but but with potential for crossover down the line. Yes. And that's that's what they're aiming for. So... Because Gwen is female, I think the best thing I can say to her why you should be watching wrestling is there are hot guys. Like, if you're a woman, knowing that you're going to see hot guys might be a a bonus. It depends what you're into. I mean, or a gay fella. You might be a little gay fella. You might, you be, know, you might be into the hot chicks. You might be into the hot chicks, too. But because she's a, a woman, we'll start with her and we'll move on to the hot chicks. Sure. You know, Hook. He's a very good-looking young man. Boy's over like hell. And the fans love him. And chicks dig the fuck out of the guy. And he kind of looks a little bit like a tanned... Um, what's his name? Spider-Man actor. Tom uh, Holland. Tom Holland. He looks like Tom Holland with a bit of a tan. Yeah. You know? And like uh, Super Saiyan hair. And Super Saiyan hair, yeah. That so. spray must go into that hair, man. That thing doesn't move. It just, it's just up. Yeah, so he's it's like... like my uh, hair when I get out of bed. And he's, he's a bit of a twink, if you're into those. Like a sl- slender, <laughs> muscular, slender little lad. And, and women and fucking, fucking love him. He's a great wrestler. He and he's is, fantastic. He is. He is. He's going to be something special. He's got that uh, innate natural charisma. Well, he's got what he's got is uh, his dad, who was probably one of the best brawlers of all time, and submission, and, t- and submission technicians, and, and, and suplex. Taz could do it all. Oh yeah, yeah that's the thing with him. Apart from high flying. Yeah, and like he's he's a, he's been training from a young age, and he's been training with the right people, and he is just. They're, they're booking him in squash matches at the minute. They're just making him look dominant as hell. Yeah. Until they put him up. But they can't put him up against someone like your Lance Archers or if it, if it implodes and he has to take on Powerhouse Hobbs, I think he, he would show his weakness there because I don't think he should be going against those sort of guys. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that when we talk about people like Hobbs. So, yeah, so that like you know that is a little bit of a joke, a bit of a meme. Like There are hot guys there um, and there are incredibly hot women there as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are tens walking around on this oh, TV show. So, yeah. Uh, it is a bit of a joke, but look, no one wants to watch a TV show where everyone's minging. I'm, I'm not being horrible. Yeah, wrestler is. We're, we're past the days where wrestlers look like giant haystacks and Big Daddy. Yeah, we're way past that. And then sometimes they do. Oh yeah, there sometimes are guys they like are that. a little bit like that as well, but not majority. Sometimes they look like big angry bear men. Yeah. Like um, Brody King, he can move. He's fast. Covered in tattoos, big beard. Maybe that is a good start outside of hot men. Is that what wrestling does provide? Is a little bit of something for everyone, entertainment-wise, musically, comedy, comedy. It's got like, some. It's got. Some, it's got. It's got. It's funny moments. Not so much with AEW, I don't find, but it's got some funny little elements in there every now and then. I, I find AEW's humor often comes from when the wrestlers are being themselves Slap and fucking around, away, like um, Cassidy and that. Yeah, like that. And it, it, sometimes it comes from commentary when they say something funny. Oh you yeah, know, in the background, or <laughs> or you get a guy like a CM Punk on the mic, and he would make he'll make you laugh because yeah. he, he knows how to. Yeah. So yeah, you got comedy, like I said, with music. There's a lot of music, obviously wrestling theme music, but each person has a music that fits their personality. You, you look at Adam Cole's theme tune, boom. Yeah. It's literally been number one on the rock charts. A couple no, it of just times. hits different. It's because it's just really, really good. It's just it's just great riffs, and then the lyric. There's no real lyrics to it, but. Yeah, so you've got that, and that's kind of like a commercial, uh, kind of industrialist, metally kind of song, Adam Cole's one. It's like a, 
Let's just call it a rock song. Yeah, it's a rock song. It's a rock song, straight up. But then you look at someone like an Alistair Black, or Malachi Black is oh, called. Oh, Black Metal. And it's just Black Metal. He comes out that's to a, that's Black a, Metal. That, that's, a, that's a band that he chose yeah, for his theme music. Yeah, that's who he wanted. Or you look at uh, Orange Cassidy, who comes out to the Pixies. So Yeah, yeah they start licensing music for people. Yeah, so you get a lot of flavour from the music side of it. Um, if you're one of these people that wants to scream about diversity all the time, or watch pro wrestling, because... There's plenty of that, especially in AEW. AEW have you know they got called out on by this big st- yeah, which out. was fucking stupid yeah. idea. That oh no, the women don't get uh, any, enough representation. Uh, this is a controversy that recently happened. All the black people don't get enough. Yeah, when like... when a a black uh, half black half uh, Native American trans woman was their second female champion of all yeah. time. Bit of a strange thing to come out with. Yeah. There, when also you know, Rio was the first champion, she's Japanese, yeah. Actually, well, Shida was the third, and she's Japanese, she's Japanese as well. She's had you've had the uh, Asian representation. Uh, their secondary woman's title is, is now won by uh, Jay Cargill, who's a African American. You look, you look at her like if she walks in the room, you notice her, that's for sure. This big, tall, muscular Amazonian black woman walks in the room. She's turning heads. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's gonna happen. I mean, her fit, there's no, there's no question. Her physique is ridiculous. Like her, her like shape. She literally could just enter for bodybuilding competitions. Exactly. And then she has like a full-on athletic background. She's a, oh, a NCAA basketball player. Oh, really? She was beforehand, which is why they did the crossover with Shaq. Oh. It's because she played basketball that she was okay. brought in that way. I did think it was really random that she was all, like come out of nowhere. I thought she was like coming out of Shaq's manager originally. Yeah, or something, or like she actually knew him in real life, or something. Yeah. It was sort of like you tried to work out what was going on, and uh, yeah, so she she's good, and uh, she's just not there yet. Yeah, but I think that. she will be. I think she'll be there before. Maybe even some people who are more accomplished than her already, like a Red Velvet or a Layla Hirsch. I think well, Cargill will become bigger. Now, now she will be because yeah. she's been elevated a lot higher than them. But I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think that's done out of whack. I actually think it makes sense to elevate the, her. The person that beats her for that title is going to be. Mate. It's, it's going to be a massive name that beats her because it's going to take a lot to take that title from. Yeah, her. another big bruiser as well. I would do it. Yeah. You you sign a girl the size of uh, you know uh, well, I'm not going to say Nia Jax but I don't want to I don't want to oh, put no any chance. bad juju no, in thank here. You. But like you sign a big girl like that or you get you bring in a Rousey or someone. Someone that's it that's it I just kind of think of like Ember Moon maybe. Yeah and she put her for her paces for sure. Yeah I mean she would be a, you could build a, a an entire company around her. Yeah. If you ask me she's one of those yeah. people she's like an Oscar she's oh, like yeah. someone if you get this one moving part. You're laughing. Uh, that that's how I see her. And fingers crossed that will that will become true because the women's division still needs a bit of a lift. It's, it th- it's still very much the Britt Baker that, show. That, at I the tell moment. you what, that is the one thing, and it's, it's probably my one criticism, really, with a with AEW is they need to showcase their women's division better. Yeah, and I think a part of it comes from the fact that they have some women on their roster that aren't that great. No. But they get better by having TV time and being forced to get better. They do. They do. Like a Red Velvet, I'm still not that sold on her, I to think be honest. Got, but she's, she's got, got so potential. much better recently. Yes. The last few TV matches she's had, I've gone, she's changed from the shitty matches she was having at the beginning of the last Correct. year, you know. She, she's changed a lot. They're benefiting from people like Ruby Soho being there, who's a, who's basically a vet. She's been in wrestling for like 15 years. Yeah. You know, she was wasted in, she was wasted in the other company. Now she's actually flourishing. But then you look at like Thunder a... Thunder Rosa as well. Thunder Rosa is a vet. She's, um, only, she's only been going eight years. 
Yeah, but I remember her in Lucha Underground. Yes, that was and, like her, that was her, rem- that was her first break. Yeah, and I remember her in Stardom because I used to watch a lot of Stardom. Oh, yeah. But she's if if you go and wrestle in Japan, and you like Jamie Hayter, you go and spend some time in Japan. You come out of there basically a vet at that point. Yeah, you, you don't leave Japan as shit. No, it's, no, it's no chance. Just, no it's one just does. Impossible, That's why right? Sasha went and trained there. She's got a lot. Like even how good Sasha Banks is. She got better by training in Japan. Yeah, she went over there to train with them. And it's why NXT UK, the women there, have gotten so much better since Mako Sakamura turned up. Is she the champion at the minute? Yes. Yeah. Because even though she's 45 and probably isn't going to last long in WWE. She's still awesome. As long as I get a fucking action figure because she is my favorite female wrestler of all time. Oh, really? Yeah. I've been a fan of her since the 90s. I'd never even you know? heard of her until they announced it because yeah. I don't really follow much women's wrestling in Japan. Yeah, I used to watch Gaia, which is where she was from, Gaia Girls, which right. was an old promotion that used to get spread around in a tape trading days back in the day. Oh, okay. um, but all the women have benefited from being around her, yeah. re- working with her and training with her. And you can see people like a Kaylee Ray, for example, who's now moved to the American thing. Yeah. She was always good. She's way better after she's been working with yeah. Mako, you know? And I think the same's going to happen with uh, B Priestley, which is weird to see her in NXT UK. But oh, she's there, is she? Yeah, she's called uh, Claire Davenport. They give her this oh, name. Yeah. God. And she plays like a rich girl or something. I, I figured that's where she'd gone because I saw that um, she because she was with uh, she was with Will in New Japan for a little while, part yeah. of the faction, eh? And then all of a sudden, when he just before he won the title off of um, um, Ibushi, he bloody uh, he hit her with the. Uh, with the Oz cutter, right? Eh? Yeah. Like, and during an interview, and then that was literally the last thing you saw of her, and it, you know, she, yeah, she must have moved back to the UK. Yeah. To sign with it because she was with AEW originally, yeah. Yeah, and they let her go during the pandemic because she was in the UK, and they were like, "It's going to be a year until you can fly back yeah, over." They did that. They they didn't do that with Pac. No, but I think he had too much value, right? So this is the oh thing, yeah, that's like, true. Because they let they let go a few of the Brits, Sadie Gibbs, as well. They let her go, but yeah, so like. <laughs> But this is what it is like to be a pro wrestling fan. You are going down a rabbit hole. So I was trying to think of what what are the five key reasons you should watch AEW. So number one, number zero was good looking guys. (laughs) Number one, the wrestling. The wrestling. It is some of the best wrestling I've seen in years. Like just these matches. Some of these matches are... They're more high octane than what you will see elsewhere. It can be very fast paced if you've got the right teams together that can go... Anybody, anybody that gets put with the Bucks, like the Bucks, early early matches like the Bucks versus Private Party, it was they, they made, were they made Private Party look good, which is hard to do. Yeah, you know, because they're not great. They're not great. Yeah, yeah, they're not great. But they look fantastic in that early match. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got um, what's a Dante Martin and his brother's team called? Top Flight. Top Flight. You know, they they had massive potential because they were. They were new. They again. They they wrestled the box, and that match looked really, really good. They looked really good. Well, in that when match. they turned up, I went in my head. Private party are obsolete. When Top Flight turned up, I said these these they're sim they're too similar, and these and guys better. are better and they're younger <laughs> and they're younger. Yeah. Yeah. Then you get you get your old you know, FTR, formerly known as the Revival, doing old school old school wrestling, brawly wrestling. Santana and Ortiz, your Latino style like wrestling, hi- hybrid. Yeah. Hi- yeah. Hybrid. Street fighting almost in yeah, a way. Almost a hardcore hybrid style. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's the Lucha Bros, which are a full-on uh, Mexican-style Mexican style wrestling. If, if you've never watched wrestling before, you know Rey Mysterio is. Yeah. Put two Rey Mysterios together as a tag team, you get the Lucha Bros. Pretty much. You know? Yeah. A bit more violent. But not even so much the tag team. The tag team division's incredible. Yeah. It really is amazing. The 
singles competitions, you know, Kenny Omega's currently out injured. He's recovering from a lot of things he's been dealing with for the past, like, three, four years that he's just been too busy to take time off. Kenny Omega was instrumental in making people like a Hangman Page look fucking phenomenal in the ring. Yes. It's not that... I still don't vie Hangman as world champion, and we'll get to that when we talk about championships later. I don't think he has enough personality to... Like, when he comes to ring, he goes, this chump. That's kind of how I view him. Really? Right? That, okay. That's just how I personally view him. But And he can go in the ring, but there's a little confidence barrier there with him. But when he's in the ring with a guy like a Kenny Omega... Or when he's in or the ring with a guy Bryan. like a Daniel Bryan, or even a Jericho, yeah, he he can trust his partner. That that confidence barrier that he has, that little thing that you can see, he's almost hesitant in yeah. the ring, is gone. And for a guy like a Kenny Omega, he can do that with any match he's in. Anyone oh, yeah. he faces, he could face someone he, who's only had two wrestling matches, and they're walking out of it feeling better, looking better, and having he, more confidence. He's literally wrestled a doll. Yes, and it was funny. And it was funny. He wrestled a nine-year-old girl. That too. <laughs> and he looked good, he, and he made her look great. He made her look great and competent, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah there's just so many, like, it, a lot, when, when WWE went through their releasing of talent, AEW just went, I'll have that one, I'll have that one, I'll have that one, I'll have that one. They've literally taken wrestlers that, a lot of wrestlers that were severely, insultingly underutilized, and they've turned them into... Top level stars. Top level stars. Miro, formerly known as Rusev. Yeah, he's Malachi... injured at the moment, unfortunately. Yes, so, unfortunately. Yeah. Malachi Black, formerly known as Alistair Black, formerly known as Tommy Ends. I just want to see him more. That's my only they're criticism. Build, they're building. He's building. A, he's building a faction. Yeah, his Julie is going to join. Him oh for fuck sure. yeah! That, that, that's fucking done. right. And I think. Is. I think whatever happens with him and Pack, Pack's ending up with him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know that's going to be that's going to be amazing. That's why I'm always happy. Like I'm happy for Malachi not to wrestle every week. I want Karrion Cross to join them. Yeah, but he's with um, he's with EC3. He's joined EC3's factory. Yeah, but there's no contract or anything there. That's just, uh, we're on the indies. We've got no fucking contracts. Let's go together. And it works. And, and it, it's it's a it's a unique angle. No one's ever tried to do the NWO on the indies. No, that's right. And he is, right? Yeah, he's, so, he's building something there. But yeah, so yeah, I, I, but as you said, they've picked up people, really, really good people. And there's still potential to pick up more. Like, just off the top of my head, without looking at a list, you've got Johnny Gargano. Yep. You've got Bray Wyatt. Yeah. You've got Karrion Cross, as mentioned. Yeah. You've got Strowman. Yeah. You've got Keith Lee. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's just off the top of my head. Mia Yim. Mia Yim. But she's pregnant, I think. Maybe. Maybe. I I know, she... Well, her and Keith Lee are an item. So. No, I know that. I know that. I'm, I, I thought I read that she's pregnant recently. But, Possibly. But even, got... even, even, to have her, even to have Mia Yim as a trainer. She's got a great mind for it because she's been all over the world. And again, she's another one that if she is pregnant or whenever she's ready to return to the ring, boom, she she can go. She she can fit the same kind of role that Thunder Rosa does. Yes. Have good matches with everyone, can get over with fans and is enjoyable. You've also got an Ember Moon who's out there with no fucking contract. You've also got in a couple of weeks, Kyrie Sane's contract with the WWE being up. Yep. And I don't think she's going to resign. No, Whether or not she'll stay in Japan, she's opened a gym and whatever else there. Who is she married to? She's married, to, so she's married to someone from New Japan, isn't she? She is, but it's not open. It's not out in the open. Oh, when she posted her wedding photos, she hid the guy, oh. his face. She didn't want it in there. Okay. Because uh, Io Shirai was with Evil, but they've split up. Oh, they split so, up now. So there's a chance, guys. So one of the hottest women in the world. Yeah, she's totally. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's also the potential for surprise, which I think you're getting at with these other talents that have been wasted elsewhere. 
Well, no one Dan Housing been... turn up this week. Yeah, and he's he's phenomenal. I don't know if you know much about I've him. But only, I really like. I've only him. seen bits of him, but I've never actually seen any of his matches. I just know he's kind of like not in the same sort of gimmick style as Cassidy, but he's got the same. It's like a comedy gimmick. He's a character. He's a character wrestler. Yeah, um, he's I would say average in ring. Really? Um, okay. He can do like Orange Cassidy. He can do what Orange Cassidy does. Orange Cassidy doesn't do anything that makes you go wow. It's just it's just the fact that Cassidy's got like a a sloth sort of slow character. That's what and then, then, sloth then, style, then yeah. all of a sudden he just goes. Yeah. And he can go. And then he'll wrestle with his hands in his pockets. Or he'll, he'll do some interesting shit in it with he's got his hands in his pockets. Yeah, so, his hands. so think of Dan Housen as Skeletor. Right? As a character. Right. He's like, I'm evil! Ah! Yeah, he's, yeah. he's like that. Yeah, and, he, yeah. and he wrestles in a way that fits that kind of character. Yeah. Um, but he does do this spot where he gets, he's got a jar of teeth. He does a spot. I won't want to ruin it. I'm not even going to explain what the spot is because we're going to see it. Right. That's quite an interesting thing to okay. do. Because he, he's, he, his character is this. He's a, a, an interdimensional being has taken over his body. Right. Um, and its name is Dan Housen. Because of that, his speech is impaired, so yeah. he finishes words with the word Hausen. Yes, he does. So he's like, good morning, Hausen. Like, that's, yeah. that's how he speaks. Yeah, Van Hausen. Um, oh, he yeah. believes he has supernatural abilities, but they never work when he tries to use them because people are watching. So a little bit like Mystery Men with the I go visible, but only if I take all my clothes off and only if no one's watching. Yeah. Right? So he's kind of got a little bit of that in there. He'll do this like, like weird things or he'll like use his powers and the guy's just looking he at him. Did like, that, he did that fuck? to Adam Cole when yeah. he pulled him out with like, the chair. He just pointed at him yeah, and nothing he, happened. Yeah, nothing happened. But then it was enough to distress him. Go, it works. See? A yeah. little bit like Orange Cassidy with the little kicks to the legs. The little yeah. like, and people are like, what the fuck's that? And uh, the obviously they're best the, friends. The crowd love it. The crowd love it. Yeah, they're, they're really good friends. He's one of the hottest sellers on the independent scene uh, for merchandise. Yep. Dan Housen. My missus loves him. Is it? She's never seen the guy. She was going on pro wrestling tees to buy me a t-shirt. Saw one of his merch and was like, "Look at this one. Who's Dan Housen?" Started looking him up. Is it? <laughs> That's amazing. Listen to his interview on Jericho, and she's like, "I love him. He's brilliant." I was watching. She's never seen him wrestle, but she's looked up interviews with him and things him talking. She's like, "This is brilliant. This is this is what I want to see in pro wrestling. This is a character that I want to see. It's like taking the Undertaker sort of supernatural gimmick and making it fucking stupid. Yeah. And then because it's stupid, it's funny, and then it's entertaining, and then you can enjoy it because you can go, "Yeah, wrestling's fake, and it makes it look bad. No, no." It's exposing the fact that it's fake, but this guy's meant to be delusional. That's the yeah. point of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but that, that's what <laughs> I mean. It's, it's hard to fucking convey why, but everything we've said here is pro-AEW. So, yeah, so the wrestling, as we were, we were saying before, and then we'll do character next, I think. Yeah. The wrestling is um, very, very entertaining. Now, old school purists won't like everything AEW does. Oh, God, no. no and way. there are a few times... Uh, where people kick out finishes too much, and I'm like, mm. there's a lot of false finishes because they like to draw the crowd in. Yeah, but sometimes it does go on a little bit too long. There's a few times where that does that to me, but I'm always in awe of what these guys can do. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't watch a match with a Kenny Omega where there's false finishes and go, that was shit. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't happen. I don't watch a match very, with very the Young true. Bucks where they put thumbtacks in someone's mouth and kick him in the head, but then the guy <laughs> kicks out afterwards and go. I should have killed him. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think that way, but I'd imagine if you're a purist, you're like, well, that's the final spot of the match. Yeah. And I know that's a big criticism some people yeah, have. A lot of like, purists would have just gone, why the fuck are there thumbtacks in the ring? A lot of them would have said that too, yeah. And, um, you know, so we've, we've done tag teams. There's not too much Lucha Libre. 
that there is high flying in AEW, but there's a lot no, of high flying. There's no full on high flyer these high flyer matches. It doesn't. It seems to be hybrid these hybrid matches. Um, even with a guy like a Dante Martin who can fly through the sky in slow motion, um, outside of the high flying, he struggles. Right, the guy he kind of struggles with stuff. He's fast. He can go. I just wish he, he needs a mask or he needs to grow a beard or something because that dopey look he always has on his face does my nothing. <laughs> when I look at him, he's look, he always looks like a lost puppy. I don't yeah. know what that expression is. He's just got a baby face, eh? Yeah, he needs, to, he needs to grow a beard. He probably needs a bit more of a tan. He needs a stubble. Which people go, you can't tell a black geezer he needs a tan. He's the he's he's whiter than I am. Oh god, yeah, he's pasty. You know, and I know he is half. You know, but yeah. he's. He, I think if he had a bit of a tan and grew a little bit of facial hair or something, he would. It would. It would surprise you. He'd look like a different person. When right? I first saw them, I thought they were. Tw- I thought they were cousins, not brothers. Yeah, because one of them is like really dark, and he he's like sort of yeah. a little bit. No, no, he he's pale. <laughs> he's yeah, like, he is, he's, but he's got an afro. It's sort of like okay. Yeah. About. He's like, like a Jewish boy with a Jewfro. He's, he's almost yeah. albino. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, he's good though. But then I don't know. There's other people out there like a Flip Gordon or something that would come in and probably will come in. Book flip and and can do everything these guys do, and he's fucking super charismatic as well. Yeah. So, what I would say that if you want to watch Lucha Libre wrestling, you're not going to get it from AEW because get elements because it's elements in every match. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a cruiserweight division or anything like that. They've they've not got that. Um. The women's wrestling, that needs to improve, but they have got some people there who are, like like we already mentioned, uh, uh, Thunder Rosa, um, uh, Ruby Soho. Serena Deeb. Serena. I, 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 I don't like her being involved in storyline, Serena, because I think she should be enhancing other people rather than being a focal point of a story. I don't know. I think it's great to have that. But she's she, like she gets 42 that. or whatever. I know, but she's still better than half of the roster. She's fucking incredible. And also, she's one of these people that does help train people. She's, like pretty, much, she's pretty much the Dean Malenko of the women's division. She is, yeah. And she can have an incredible match with anyone. But I, personally, I want her as the focal point in a feud. Right. Uh, you've got some very talented Japanese women who are currently off at the moment with Rio and uh, she's injured, uh, injured her arm apparently yeah and then she just is taking some time off I think she uh, deserves it there's a rumour that they might be letting her go which is they'd be stupid if they did they'd do. be stupid too yeah uh, and yeah then that's it for the women's division you've got some great the, talent coming up up and coming people Anna Jay Anna Jay Conti I mean Ty Conti's a future star oh fuck yeah I mean, so, so's Anna I think yeah. both but t- when Ty Conti gets in the ring and you take one look at her ass, you cannot just, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Can't look away. Yeah, that's true. You know, and that's that's a power. That's an ability. It's like Stacey Keebler with her legs. It's an ability, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some have it, some don't. It's like Sable with her tits. People just look at them. They can't help it. Yeah, because Sable was dog shit. <laughs> she was dog shit, but she was over. Yeah. So incredibly over. Yeah, over. She should never have got in the ring. But, oh, God, no. no. So, yeah, so, like, the wrestling is... It, it, to me, it's not the best wrestling in the world. That will always fall to Japan. And, oh yeah, without question. But this is almost like question. American style mixed with a Japanese style, AEW's, and that's what I like. AEW's more all-rounded, whereas New Japan is literally it's wrestling focused with a couple of color, like maybe one or two comedy characters like Toriano and stuff like that. But it's it's all wrestling focused, and that's their story. I need Cassidy and and Toriano to go. Oh, I need to see them so down. We're technically in the same faction at the moment. That's so, what I reckon they could yeah. have a little match. Because Ricardo said that the best friends and all those guys are members of Chaos And now. Sue. And Sue. Yeah, it's quite funny. Um, yeah, so there's that element of it. So next, as we did talk about Dan Housen, and we were both laughing about it, and he's only appeared once, mm. let's talk characters. 
because AEW is not heavily entertainment focused like the WWE is. You will see WWE is something like 17 minutes of wrestling on a three hour show. That's weird. Sometimes not even that. Yeah. All Elite is more like 45 minutes of wrestling. I'd say it's more than Sometimes that. Sometimes more. I'd, I'd say there's about an hour and 20 minutes of wrestling the in, average in, a two, is, in a two hour show. The average is 45 minutes. Really? But then there's adverts, right? So the oh. two hour show is more like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, it is. Because when I, when I get my, uh, my episodes, they've never got adverts in. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, because I get it. I get the full two hours because the bit that's picture in picture they show the whole lot where I watch it where I've certain seen downloads certain have downloads. that some, yeah. some don't um, because internationally they don't do the picture in picture they let them cut it where they want to when they send it out to international yeah, so, pain in the ass. so you end up with a longer version but want, then they're just standing around channel, after it's channel 4 isn't it ITV I saw your ITV four, ITV four have it yeah maybe ITV two as well and there's a replay as well yeah I think ITV two might put it out live uh, no, they don't. No, no, what? no. There's no light. Well, actually, have they changed that now? They what? They weren't at one point. At one point, you would get it on channel uh, ITV four on a Friday night. Yeah. So my mate used to uh, record it and watch it on the Saturday. So where me and my other mate were always what, talking about it. If you like, I haven't fucking seen it yet because I'm like, I don't watch it till Friday. It's quite. It's, I mean, it is actually readily available. Fight, you can watch it on. Yeah, yeah. So, if you got a pay subscription. So fight is an app. I would if they could put Fight on my... Uh, if I could get Fight on the Xbox or the PlayStation as an app. Can you not? No. I thought you could. Well, maybe. I've not looked uh, for a while. But if you get it on there, I'd, I'd just fucking pay for it because I want to support them. Currently, I'm not waiting until Friday when no. you wake up on a fucking Thursday morning and every news site and every wrestling site you follow is just telling you everything. You, you need to be able to get it out I the mean, way. I mean, I use Fight for the AEW pay-per-views. I always buy yeah, my, no, my pay-per-views. It's yeah. like 15 quid for the pay-per-view. I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to pay that four times a year. Well, exactly, yeah. So, but characters, right, is what AEW does over WWE. WWE is more focused on characters than AEW are. But because WWE's PG, because... And I'm not saying the people that work there aren't talented. I'm sure most of those writers are talented. WWE's problem is, if you have an idea, Vince McMahon has to say yes or no to it. Every time. Mm-hmm. And he used to be the guy that you'd present an idea to. And he wouldn't say yes or no. He'd go, I like it, but what about this? I like it, but what if you did this? What if you tweaked it this way? Spitball. What if you toned it down a little bit? That's a little bit too hardcore. Take this edge off it. How do you feel about now? And people like the Russos and stuff who work for him will walk away going, he's a genius. Hmm. Because he's taken what I've told him, he's made it better. Yeah. He's, he's taken something away or he's added something to it that has made it 10 times better than it ever was going to be. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon now is, he will just say, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah. He doesn't have the constructive criticism of, yeah, I like it, but maybe you should do this. Or, listen, that guy, I need him in a different storyline, so we can't go this way, but how about we do this angle you're proposing with, with a else. different person? Like, yeah. That's how he used to operate. Now it's just, no, rewrite it, I don't like it. Yeah, or he rewrites it himself. Or he rewrites it himself. AEW has a collaborative effort on storylines. Everybody has their own... Um, creative input to their characters and where they want to go, proposal of matches and feuds, they've just got to clarify, they've literally just got to pass it with Tony. Yeah. They went, how about this? And he'll go, well, he's pretty much Vince McMahon in the, ni- in, in the, in the 80s and 90s. But instead of a team of writers, 
the wrestlers are coming to an yes, advantage. they can write their own promos. Yeah. Like some of them, like Moxley and that, don't even write anything down. They no, just, just improv. They improv it yeah. like Jake the Snake used to. Yeah, no, and to me, it's always been some. Of them, some of them need a bit of guidance, but some of them don't. Um, it would be like this. Like say me and you were a tag team, Scott, and we were like, next week we want to do a ritual. We want to make. We want to do like a fucking satanic style ritual in the ring. Uh, <laughs> Undertaker style, like back in the day. Okay. In AEW, if you came up to Tony and said that, he might he he would say, "Don't call it satanic because we might get in trouble for that." Yeah. And who do you need? What do you what? Yeah. How can we make this work? What props do you need? Because if yeah. it's if it's going to be fucking stupid, we can't do it. Yeah. That's his approach. Yeah. In WWE, if you said that, it'd be like, "Get the fuck out of my office." Yeah. You know, like that's you're the, not going on TV for six months. You know, the stuff that's probably going to come down the line with uh, Malachi Black. <laughs> It's going to be dark as fuck. We know what's going to come. We know that he's doing this spiritual leader style gimmick. And cultist he's going to, almost. An occultist. And, and that's the difference. And when you see a character like Malachi Black, who is literally a cult leader, and he's not delivering it in a, a way that WWE have ever done. They had The Undertaker with the Ministry of Darkness, but that was like Anton LaVey over the top. I TV, loved it. I loved it. it. Darkness is probably my favorite version of Undertaker. Mine too, but it was not grounded. It was very supernatural. Oh, people floating and all this stuff. Fucking right? literally sacrificing people. It was like, like watching a, a John Carpenter film, right? Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, well, right? yeah, it was. Then they had Bray Wyatt, who was like a backwards, almost like southern, Christ, southern, southern cult leader. Southern cult leader, uh, very similar to Far Cry Five. So guy, over. Right? So over. Oh, br- brilliant stuff. Wasted completely wasted by the WWE but they did that and you could you could see it's like a, and again it was kind of over the top why it was over the top it was still like out kind of a little bit out the realms of possibility for a guy who appears on a TV show uh, in front of children yeah. <laughs> like a little bit over the top brilliant but still over the top he was like a, you know that TV show True Detective yeah the season one the yeah. villains in that that was Bray Wyatt yeah, right yeah, that yeah. fucking that was what he was doing yeah in real world, it's a little bit toned down, a little bit, a little bit more nuanced than that. Still brilliant, still entertaining. Yeah. What Alistair Black is doing, this suit-wearing, silver-tongued, devil's advocate-style character, his promos are so is fucking phenomenal. I cannot say enough good things about the fucking nah, he's guy. Nah, he's literally my favorite on the on the roster. Oh he, no, he, for he, sure. He always has been. I need him to be. I need. I. I I'm, need I'm, more. I need him to be more. I need. I need more of him. But I'm willing to wait for it. Yeah, oh yeah, I don't fun. need it to be hot shot into the main event now. No. But if in six months' time he gets that championship of someone like a hangman, it's going to be a little while. I would be. I, I, feel I would in, be happy with it. I got a feeling Adam Cole's going to be the next one to get it. Yeah, I don't know where they're going to go with him. Tony said he had his first five champions picked, eh? And he's got his next five already picked. Fair play. He's Fair literally play. he's thinking that far ahead. He knows he knows where he wants to go with it. He just needs to get there. Yeah, and then other characters we've got are like, um, like we said, Dan Housen, who is the silly supernatural character. He's almost like a fate. He's like meant to be like a mentally ill bloke, yeah. <laughs> like who thinks he is a demon. It's yeah, sort of like, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, comic book-esque, Skeletor-esque. You've got him. You've got um, everything Jericho does with the inner circle, which is kind of, Jericho's, he's kind of like a putz, right? He kind of, the character he's playing now is sort of like a bit of a moron, yeah. but but he's respected they're and not, has a gang. They're and, not good as faces man they need, they always need to be healed i think so i think so and, but i think we'll go that way this stuff they're doing with at the moment the storyline looks like they're going to split them up that's fine and it's, i think we might been, see i think we might years. see hager leave and move on elsewhere he hasn't I, been on tv for yeah, months yeah 
because he's training for another fight. And yeah, I think the, the 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 amount of TV time that guy's had is minimum over this time period, yeah. and I don't think the investment is there. I don't think it's why why are you keeping him around? He's not he's not going to accomplish anything. I don't think. No, and it's not knocking the guy. I like him, and I, he can be entertainment, and he's had a couple of really good matches in AEW. Yeah, uh, some I just really don't. Ones as well. He's had some fucking stinkers. The ones we had had with Wardlow were oh, in that cage match. Was yeah. so fucking bad because Wardlow is not an MMA fighter. Yeah, Wardlow's not an MMA fighter. Wardlow is green as fuck, green as fuck. Like the guy needs to have someone more competent to wrestle. He can't go out there with a knobhead and have a long match. He can't go out. He can go out there with a jobber and squash him. But Hager is not. It's not that he's green. Hager knows what he's doing. He's not a leader in the ring. That, that's his problem. Um, other characters you got, you got MJF. He's just a prick. Yep. That's essentially like the high school bully, rich boy prick. He is. Um, he's living the old school style of he does not break character even outside never. of the show. And he's fa- he's basically fucking Flash Thompson from Spider Man. Yeah, pretty much. that's that's yeah. who he is. He's Flash Thompson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that. you you've got that kind of character, um, and then you've got other people like uh, the Dark Order, which are a cult. But they've kind of become more of a comedy angle. Now. They are really good, yeah. though. But they are—they are entertaining. They are funny. Um, you've got the likes of the Lucha Brothers, and they're basically like evil Mexicans, but they're not, they're not heels. They're, yeah, yeah so, they're faces at the minute. Yeah, they're—they're they're good guys, but they've got Lance Archer, who is literally just a Texan badass. Yeah, that's what he is. He's like a no-nonsense fucking working-class man yeah. style character. Ricky Starks, who is pretty much just a skinny version of The Rock. In, his, in, in how he carries yeah, and himself. And he's going to be big. Yeah, I still it. think he's going to be huge. You've got what they call the four pillars of AEW at the minute, which obviously MGF classes himself as one. But you've got like Jungle Boy. And his, gimmick, his, his character is odd. He's a, a kid who thinks he's from the jungle. He thinks he's Tarzan. He thinks he's Tarzan. You've got Sammy Guevara, who is fucking... He's phenomenal. Yeah, he, he's someone who doesn't really have a gimmick. His wrestling ability speaks for itself, and that's all it's needed. Darby Allen. Darby Allen's like a golf kid, the emo skateboard kid. Yeah, with I mean, literally with Stang. With, with Sting is basically like his grumpy granddad. Yeah. <laughs> you got the acclaimed, who are his um, Max Casters. Fucking phenomenal. They do his rapping at the start is incredible. Yeah, so they're basically a rapper group, or one of them is, and the other one's like his hype man. Yeah, like, pretty yeah, much. So. So you've got that character going on. I really like them. I see big things for them in the future. They're tag champs for sure. And the reason he can get away with so much is because um, the other one, I can't remember his name, Anthony Bowens is gay. So when he comes out and he makes a rap about like, get on your knees and give me a blood, like people go, that's homophobic. It's not. It can't be. He's fine with it. <laughs> he's sitting there going, woohoo! Like, like, yeah. like he's sort of like, yeah. you, you're fine with it. And they do that fucking scissoring handshake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so you've got characters like that. And, like, there are other people on the roster that, like a Layla Hirsch, for example, who's starting to show a, a character, like a bitter. Despite how short she is, she's powerful. She's powerful. and then she, But a character, she's getting bitter. She's being overlooked. She yeah. doesn't like... She's kind of got a fucking attitude problem going on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Chris Statlander is uh, an alien. She's or, an alien. Or an alien enthusiast. Yes. And you've got best friend. And their, their gimmick is that they are best friends. Yes. And they drive around in their mum's van. Little yeah. van. Like it, it's, so good. It, it, that's the gimmick they've got. And Orange Cassidy is just this lazy bum. Who like, hangs out with them. Yeah, who hangs out with them. And to me, like, I look at that and you go, the cast of characters they have are diverse. And there's a lot of them. right? Yep. Not to compare it to the WWE. But when I look at WWE's characters, I go, they're wrestlers. 
mm-hmm. and uh, they want to fight people. And that's it. That's all I'm getting out of that company at the moment. I'm not like, even getting that. They're, they're, just, they're just wrestlers and this is their job. I'm literally, like, all I'm getting from them is literally it's rinse and repeat each week. Yeah. But, I mean, the only one I think who's actually been given any character is Austin Theory and he's like a fucking ego-obsessed, selfie-taking, wannabe influencer character. Can't be doing it with him. You know? Yeah, it's just dog shit. And, it, and, and that's as close as it gets. But even that, an influencer character, they've missed the mark. Should have given it to a chick. For fucking, you know, should have given it to a hot chick and, and what, let her do it. You that's know? what Dashwood has got in uh, Impact. Yeah, does it that's way, a, be- does it way better than he does. Uh, he fucking hell, even Tyler Breeze did it better than he does. Oh, yeah, Tyler you know, did, With yeah. his Prince Pretty Bree- gimmick. Breeze, yeah. Um, yeah, so you get this ver- wide variety of characters to keep you entertained. And then with that comes verbal skills and promo skills and TV time to talk, which has become a, a, an incredible outlet on AEW, not just for the wrestlers, but to be entertained. Because some of the promos going on right now, of Punk, for example, is is brilliant mjf is i still feel like he's acting because we know he's not like that in real life but he's entertaining as yeah. fuck when he does it but he's good at it even That's like the a hangman has started to come across better on his interviews recently and he's, he's always got, been weak on that i actually funny enough do you know what he's gotten better since punk's been in the company it could be he's been seeing other people him, yeah him and him and eddie kingston punk and eddie kingston eddie is fucking the best talker in the company. He is. And Moxley's great as well. Like, they've got so many good talks. His promo from last week when he just come back, he's been off for three months because he's been in rehab for his alcoholism. He looked amazing. He looked amazing. He, 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 all that weight he was carrying on his face was gone. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he looks really like, looked like the Dean Ambrose from like, like tw- back 2012. He's he like de-aged himself yeah. by about four or five years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, that's it. These guys have got great promo skills. And like that, if, and if you want to, like, if you're, Especially like Gwen, if she listens to this, like you want to watch a a great example of promo skills. Watch the MJF CM Punk first promo they had against each other. It was like twenty three minutes. They yeah. literally gave it twenty three minutes, and it was. And you get two distinct different styles. You get the guy who writes his promos backstage, MJF, and studies what he wants to say, versus the guy who ad libs like a CM Punk. Yeah. And that clash of styles is phenomenal because it, they catch each other off guard both. Oh, There's a yeah. few times where MJF says something and whatever CM Punk's thinking, he's derailed and he has to say something else to respond. But then when there's points in it where CM Punk says something, where MJF now has to go off script because that part of his script doesn't work he anymore. He anticipated that coming out, so yeah. he's, got to, he's got to ablib. And you can spot it with MJF where he, has to kind of, he steps back and he sort of sulks a little because he, he's thinking, he's like, yeah. oh, fuck. Like, I was about to hit him with this burn. I can't use that anymore. Or well, he needs to find somewhere else to put it. Like, if you played Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the flighting. Yes. It's almost like that. Like, live like flighting. Yeah, like, it is like fighting. And a lot of the promos there are heartfelt. A lot of them feel like they're not pre-written. Some of them will be. Um, yeah, but now they've, now they've got a chance to stretch their wings, especially guys that started off in, in WWE where all of their promos had to be completely scripted. Yeah. And they had to memorize their lines. Sometimes they had like two hours to memorize the fucking five minute promo. Yeah. And it didn't, you could tell it, you could tell there's a lot of like the characters there, like Liv Morgan, for example, she struggles to memorize these lines because she tends to stutter. No, but when you watch like one of her, uh, like Instagram videos or she, I think she was on one of them total divas things for a bit. Yeah. And I saw clips of it bubbly lovely personality charismatic yeah. doesn't need she can just go out there and be this bratty little kiddie person that she is in real life this like cutesy little girl yeah. and 
just do anything. Not everyone in the WWE can deliver a promo from written lines like an Alexa Bliss can. A lot of people can't do that. And Alexa Bliss had trained acting uh, stuff before she was a, a wrestler. So she was able to uh, train in acting and deliver lines. Not everyone can do that. Or not everyone in WWE had the creative control like a Bray Wyatt to be able to have a big input in the lines they're writing. We saw it famously with Roman Reigns when Vince was writing him lines. He couldn't deliver them. Well, yes, because it's because it now it fits the style that he can get on board with. Yeah. And in AEW, you get to see a guy like a Malachi Black, who's in WWE, who's an Alistair Black. We barely saw the cunt speak. And everything that he did say was written for Well, he spent most of the time wait, in the, on the main roster waiting for someone to knock on the door. Yeah, that was his thing. Come knock on my door and pick a fight. That was his. Yeah, and no one ever did. No one ever. No, people just left him sat there. Yeah. He was sat in the toilet like that. Oh, yeah, like, knock on the toilet I door. I finished shitting three weeks ago. Where's yeah. everybody? And uh, in All Elite, he's managed to completely and utterly Reinvent. revitalize and oh. re reinvent himself. And his promos are captivating. That kind of preacher aspect exactly. is brilliant. He, he yeah. is like a satanic preacher. And it fuck oh, I, I don't know. I can't say enough good things about him, man. He's literally one of my favorites. It, it just it, They give everybody the chance to, to kind of show what they can do. You can see certain wrestlers on there that struggle with their creativity, but that's maybe just down to their lack of experience and having the chance to do that. Yeah, and it's like, if you look at in comedy, a comedian needs to fail before he becomes good. Most will bomb massively. Yeah. We saw this recently in AEW with uh, Pillman Jr. when he was cutting that promo on, on Malachi Black. Oh, yeah. And he just fucking... Like, he, his confidence went... He died for it. He was stuttering his words. And then, when the crowd started turning on him, he just fired up. And it come out of nowhere. He was like, I'm going to be... And then suddenly, they're cheering him again. Because he's had to learn on the fly. And that's a skill he's going to have for the rest of his career. Yeah. And yeah, he felt embarrassed and he felt shit. And he probably felt shit afterwards because he did completely lose him. Even though he managed to end strong. First time he's actually had to have that though. Yeah. And next time he does it, will it be better? A little bit. Yeah. And then, it, it, and then it, the it, next it, time he does it, it'll be a little bit better. Yeah, and and that's how it will grow. And, and, yeah. and you get to see that live. Like as a viewer, you get to watch these people develop their skills and get better live. Yeah, they grow. And I think promos are one of these things that people don't think a lot about. When when you say to someone, and they go, oh, do you watch wrestling? They go, oh, it's just men in their pants rolling about. Mm -hmm. And they instantly think of Hogan and Warrior and yeah, old, goes, old school goes, shit. Goes to the 80s. They never think about, like, the entertainment, like the Attitude Era, Stone Cold fucking throwing beer cans and fucking stunning people and telling people to kiss his arse and fucking putting his middle finger up. That was the most entertaining thing about Stone Cold. His matches were good. He wasn't a great. He's not a great wrestler. But I, the I, character I, was better, right? Yeah, it, it was. But that, I found that uh, the attitude error, especially, a lot of the wrestlers ran off of their character because they weren't that great in the ring. Yeah, and then other people that were great. So in I, the don't ring. Think, I don't think. Honestly, I don't think the Rock was that. No, great in the ring never either. that great. But he had that. He had that entertaining chemistry that when he would have a match, mannerisms, movement, yeah. all came into play and made him entertaining. Even though technically. He only was really doing 20 things every match. Strike, some strikes, spine, a spine buster. A few suplexes. Yeah, a few suplexes if you were lucky. Maybe a maybe a top rope uh, side suplex thing you would do. Yeah. And he'd do the arm drag. You'd get a Samoan drop off him every now and then. Yeah. Rock bottom, people's elbow. Done. More brawling. And that, yeah, yeah and that was it. That was his thing. Same with Stone Cold, man. I mean, Stone Cold. Stone Cold. And the thing is, Stone Cold could mat wrestle, but you never saw him fucking do it. that's not what he needed to do. Stone Cold would just brawl you. He never really did any wrestling moves. 
He would just punch and kick you and throw you if about. Any, if anything, you think like The Rock and Stone Cold's movesets are very, very similar, apart from their finishes. Yeah, The Rock would just do a little bit more. Just a little bit more, I think, than yeah. Stone Cold would. But then you had a guy like a Triple H who was doing lots in the ring, lots of moves. And without the character, people didn't care. No. So when he was the snob character. People, oh, Hunter Hurst. Which I quite like that character. The original, the original The idea character. of beating someone and then taking a bow over him is cunty, right? And yeah. I, I actually like that. But it wasn't until he did DX and he became... That saved him pretty much. It sa- really. saved him because as much wrestling ability as the guy had, the character wasn't there. No, nowhere near it. You know? And then he evolved that from DX into being the game. And then he was over as hell as a villain. Like, he was just the most evil cunt on the roster. Yep. Willing to, like, go to people's houses, fucking mug off their wives, drug Vince McMahon's daughter and, and marry her. <laughs> <laughs> he was just willing to do all this evil shit, and it was entertaining. Now, why AEW doesn't go as far as what you could get away with in the 90s, because off-air, we had a little conversation about how soft things are uh, now. It does go edgier than WWE's current product. Culture wouldn't allow it. But currently, I wouldn't even say the culture. People on Twitter wouldn't allow it. Mm, fuck Twitter. I think the majority of people at home would be entertained by it. Yeah, but you'd always get some twat who didn't like it. Complains to your advertiser or whatever. You know, and, that, and they've had that. They had it with the fucking uh, pizza Gage. cutter spot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, it wasn't. It was. Um, it, apparently, it was WWE that grasped it up to Domino's that that had happened. Apparently, um, apparently they've been doing that quite a bit. So, what I've been hearing it was reports. not WWE as a company. It was. It was w- Fans of WWE. Oh, really? Yeah, it was people with like Roman Reigns as their profile picture that only talk about how good WWE is. They were at in Domino's telling them, look at this, look at this, look at this. Why are you advertising when a guy's cut someone with a pizza cut on their forehead? It, and, and that happens a lot. If you go on Twitter and you look at the people that are slagging off AEW, all of them are pro WWE. They don't work for the company. They're like fucking Coke and Pepsi, right? Your one's shit, my one's good, and I will do it. But we've got cancel culture involved, and they will try and throw shit the other way and as popular and as good as AEW is WWE is more well known that's the fact is it so they have more people that are willing to do that and I don't think AEW fans are phoning up and fucking tweeting that WWE should be cancelled to their to, to their fucking partners and to their advertisers right I just don't see it They're a different crowd a younger crowd and a, a, a more um, a crowd that is craving entertainment WWE fans are retarded I mean, if they're enjoying what the WWE's putting out oh, now, they can be. They've got to be fucking brain dead, right? The amount of times I've I've seen like arrestors got released, and then you kind of scroll through someone's like Sean Rossap or Renee Paquette's on there talking about it on Twitter, and I'll scroll through the comments just to see what's going on, like, and you'll get these pro WWE guys are just like, yeah, well, such and such was fucking shit anyway. I saw good, people good. saying that about Wyatt, and I was like, you're mental. I saw people saying that about Malachi Black. Yeah, I was like. You guys literally, like, oh, yeah, the company didn't need him anywhere. They didn't, they didn't do anything with him anywhere. So that's because they didn't know what to do with them. I saw, I saw people on there saying when Strowman got released, which was a big shock. They were like, Strowman's been released, and they were like, yeah, but who needs Strowman when you've got Dabba Kato and Omos? I was like, <laughs> I was like, they're shit. They are fucking terrible. They're shit. Strowman can go. The guy could go. And it's like, and he could talk. He wasn't the best talker, but fuck me, these two cunts don't even know English, let alone fucking... <laughs> Omar Omos is literally the modern day great Carly. Yeah. His finisher is the same. Yeah. But yeah, like the freedom you get from talking in AW is seldom seen in pro wrestling outside of the indie scene, right? So yeah, it's, it's I don't know, it's... um as As our point number three, talking is a big one there. Oh, yeah. B- a big one. 
promo skills and everything's yeah, it's on it's ridiculous. And, and and all we're trying to do is give you five reasons to watch and tune into something that isn't the WWE. And the reasons why we would say watch this over the WWE are because of the adult nature and because of these other elements. Mm-hmm. So what would you say number four is? So I was thinking maybe the violence level. Yes, there is definitely a higher grade of violence, especially in a lot of these matches. Like there, there's no, there's no separation. It's not situ- It's not strictly. Oh yeah, the men are gonna get a bit bloody. It's like now it's like the women are getting involved. Like that, that um, that was it. A street fight they had. The girls, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the bunny. Um, and Penelope, Penelope versus um, Ty Conti and Anna J. They all bled. That got brutal. Yeah, and they went for it, and they didn't chicken shit it, and they didn't, they botched a few things, but they didn't chicken shit anything, they, they went for it. Yeah, so I'd say number four is the level of violence, so you do see, like, um, you get an Eddie Kingston in a match, and he's going to go for it. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. you get a Darby Allen in a match, he's going for it, he's throwing <laughs> some himself of the, off some something. Some of the shit he's done, man, that boy should have broken yeah. more bones than he has. We just had a ladder match with Cody Rhodes and Sammy oh, and it was fantastic cutter, that cutter that Sammy did yeah brilliant the only thing that let it down a little bit and it's only because I noticed it is you saw Aubrey slide in to hold the ladder yeah. steady so Sammy could do the jump that's the only thing I noticed because she I've didn't not, get I she... noticed that a lot in all wrestling now uh, referees grabbing the ladder when people are up it yeah it's just kinda... it seems to be they don't want they know people are going to fucking fall off it yeah. Uh, there was also a botch in that where the ladder didn't break on the swanton yes, off the that. And Sammy was lucky not to fucking seriously hurt himself. From yeah, that. but that happens sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. I've seen I've seen people try and go through tables and the table doesn't break. Yeah, it's just from that height oh, and the way hurt. he landed. And, and people were like, his back, his back. His, it wouldn't have been his back. It would have been his ankles. Yeah. Uh, he, he went, when he flipped, because he flipped forward and swacked his ankles into the floor. Yeah. He's lucky he didn't snap an ankle yeah. or, or a knee or something there. So yeah. it damaged his legs from that. He's very well, look lucky. At, um, Ray Phoenix's elbow. I, I I thought he broke it. Everybody did. Yeah. But he just dislocated it. It bent backwards. It, oh, at the elbow. I, my missus, my missus can't handle shit like that. I went, Amy, Amy, watch this. Put it on, eh? And literally she went, oh, why would you show me that? <laughs> <laughs> I saw it when it first happened and I was like, I, I didn't see anything. I don't know what. It, and then there was the other angle. You literally see his arm behind his back bent the wrong way. And I was yeah. like, oh, oh. shit. But hey, give it four weeks and he's probably going to be back now. Oh yeah, he recovers quickly. They said two months he'd be out and it's been a couple of weeks since he did that. Yeah. But yeah, you will see a bigger level of violence from All Elite. Um, They're not afraid like to just throw the boat out a little bit further Yeah. with what they do. They're not afraid to get weapons involved. Nope. They're not afraid to do gimmick matches. Well, Lights like, out, we just had. Yeah, well, like you mentioned earlier eh, with the um, thumbtacks in the mouth and then super kick them. Yeah. Well, then they put them on the shoes as well. They're oh, yeah, the heel. Yeah, yeah that, was, uh, that was against... That was the Bucks. That was the Lucha Brothers, wasn't it? I think they put them in their mouth as well and then put their boots on with... That's right. Yes, they did. Both. Yeah, you get... A, and, and that is exciting to me yeah, to yeah. see that. Like, when AW wants to, when they've done a Danielson Omega or they've done a Danielson Hangman, even though that was more technical, the level of brutality that starts coming out later in the match... They're kicking the shit out of each other. Daniel's literally stomping on his head. Yeah, and then we've had stuff like the street fights, the best friends street fight that we had, which was fucking great with um, Santana Ortiz. Ortiz, yeah. The parking lot brawl. Yeah, that was brilliant. Um, Stadium Stampede. Stadium Stampede. That was hilarious. Incredibly entertaining. Uh, And sometimes things go wrong. There was one where uh, where Sammy fucking had Matt Hardy's head and it just cracked the fucking floor 
from the ladder through the table and they missed the fucking table. Yeah. And he just went into Oh, the that was just a fight between the two of them. That was just it? a fight between the two of them, yeah. And yeah. they had to kind of call they, it. They literally finished yeah. it well early because he can he massive, massive concussion. You can't remember huh? where he was. Matt, Matt didn't know where he was. Yeah. There was the um, blood and guts between Pinnacle and Inner Circle. Yeah, and that had some mental spots. That was pretty much, pretty much just war games. It's, it's just a shame the Jericho spot ended the way it did. Uh, it's just bad camera, camera angle. angle. If the camera angle hadn't been where it was, it would no one would have ever picked up on it. No, no. Basically, landed on a crash mat, which you expect. <laughs> yeah, you got a fifty-year-old boy, a bloke falling like twenty-five foot, feet. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to have him hitting the hard floor because that's where you break someone. Um, yeah. So like that's now we're ready to our final reason. I want to let Scott give one last reason. God, I'm throwing you under the bus with this one. I am. I'm throwing you under the bus with it. Match stipulations. Stipulation. Matt, just the matches they come up with. These are these. Some of these matches have been very, very unique. You know, there's there's always something new that they're trying to try their hands at. When you get to a blow off match, when you get to the when a feud ends, say I was going to go with feuds and long burns and all that. Okay, you, yeah. You're saying, you're saying match stipulations, but maybe they all tie into one. Yeah, I mean, you you look at you look at um, Jericho and C- Cassidy's um, feud. They had like their first match, which. Jericho won. Second match, Cassidy won, and they had the rubber match, which was the um, Mimosa Mayhem. That's it, Mimosa Mayhem. Which sounds dumb as fuck. Um, it was dumb, and as it fuck. was dumb as fuck. But to win, you had to throw one in a pool, basically. A box fizz. Champagne and orange. It's champagne and orange juice. That's what they give you on the plane. If you if you if you're in like higher class of the plane, did you want champagne and yeah, orange juice I, or I, both? I just don't think I've ever had it. So I've had it, but yeah, it's literally called a box fizz. Yeah, so but they won't call it that. But yeah, that's but yeah, mimosa. They call it a mimosa, mimosa mayhem. Yeah, and it was stupid because you're throwing in a vat of orange juice and champagne. Yeah, but it was still something we'd never seen before. That yeah, you like, know? this again, stadium stampede. That was a blow off between the elite and the inner circle. Yeah, and that was fucking that, well they could wrestle stupid essentially it was a falls count anywhere match but turned the volume right up oh yeah they falls count anywhere normally will wrestle around the ring a little bit backstage but the this ma- they were going across a field the match fucking- started in, on, a, on an american football pitch yeah with the ring in the middle they ran towards it and then it just went all over the stadium everywhere yeah it was fucking hilarious Hangman getting drunk in the bar. Yeah, I'm refusing to fight. I'm getting drunk. Yeah, and then just literally running someone across the bar top, like in proper comic comedic sort of like action film style. Matt Hardy hitting Sammy with a golf cart, chasing him. Yeah, down. chasing him down. <laughs> you know the um, was it Santana Ortiz trying to drown Matt Hardy, and every time they dunked him under the water, he came off as a different in a, version in of a himself. Different costume. Yeah, 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 that was fucking funny. And then the finish with like the one wing angel off of that platform to Sammy. Yeah, okay, that was great. Great finish. Yeah, and you had obviously Sammy was obviously being the coward a lot in the mat, running away from people. It was a well, lot. He'd of already fun. been chased twice by them on the golf cart. But yeah, it does tie into what I was thinking five would be, which is like blow off, ending a feud. Yeah, they no. will. They will. They're not just going to go right. Uh, the feud ends with these two just having a straight up match with no build, no like WWE will literally end a feud now in just a normal match. Two weeks. Yeah, in yeah. two weeks. Oh, they're they're. they're They'll say a feud's happening and you kind of haven't spoke to each other for a month. Yeah. Like they've done recently with Lashley and uh, Lesnar. They just come out of nowhere. That's what we're doing. But that that was like, they they, they don't actually mention it on air. But the reason Lashley signed was because he wanted to face Lesnar and they promised him that he could and then they never did it. And then they do weird things like that. That whole thing where he's just like being hyped up by MVP and, and Brock Lesnar went, Bobby who? 
Well, you've just made Bobby look like shit. You've just made him look like shit. Yeah. Because he's the heel. And yeah, like the face is Lesnar at the moment doing the fucking cowboy rancher gimmick that he's doing. But <laughs> Which is who he is. It's funny. It's really good. But the the idea is, he should Bobby should be presented as a threat. Even if you want to one-up him and mug him off, Bobby who is a little bit like when The Rock was like, it doesn't matter what your name is to Chris Jericho on his debut. If he, also, he also ruined Billy Gunn's reputation. He completely annihilated Billy Gunn with, 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 with just making him look like he's not worthy of anything, yeah. which, is, which, is, which is bad. I've never seen anyone in AEW look like they're not worthy. The only time people kind of worm that way in there is when it's the hill doing it. Like Brian, when he was talking to Hangman, and he was like, you ain't worth shit. Because now you're the bad guy. The bad guy can say that to the good guy. The good guy says it to the villain. He's a piece of shit and I'm going to beat him. You've, you're yeah, but, done, right? Yeah, but Daniel is kind of doing it because he's kind of playing the fences. Well, he did it impromptu because they didn't know. He wasn't trying to turn heel. But when the fans started cheering Hangman over what Danielson was saying, Danielson went, I need to be a prick. I need right yeah. now. I need to be a and prick. And he's literally played the arrogant prick through that entire feud, yeah. and he was amazing at it because he just fuck. He's just really good at being an arrogant fuck. Yeah, because he is that good. Yeah, and the weird thing is, in real life, that's not who he is. No. Like, he can turn that on so well. Some people, MJF is probably a bit of a prick. He he probably understands what being a prick is and can turn it on like that. Yeah. For 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 a Danielson, you know, like a a, a vegan. Uh, grows his own fucking veg, yeah. you know, health conscious, uh, very courteous, friendly person to turn into um, an asshole. And maybe if you're talking to a vegan online, they are definitely assholes. Yeah. But in a different way, he, he turns it on in a way that you're like, man, this guy's good at this. Yeah, he is. You know, and you yeah. don't expect it. And there are, there are a few wrestlers who can do both. I see in Punk's one who can do both. Easily, it, when when he was doing with Eddie Kingston, Punk was like, "I need to be more of a prick here." Because actually, because ha- Eddie's more over than he is when it comes to that point, so someone's got to play the heel. With yeah, this. and I, I will slip into it. The worst thing with that feud was Eddie likes being a heel as well, and they're both trying to they were both trying to slip see, into that, it. See, I tell you what, that was probably my favorite promo until the MJF CM Punk one. Like I was like, my, I got a mate of mine who we like me him and another mate. We have like a group where we just chat about wrestling, and. um when it was building up to this thing with like, oh yeah, Sims Punk coming to AEW, and I was like, I couldn't give a fuck. I was like, I, up until this point, I didn't rate CM Punk really. I think I'd I'd missed his run in, in WWE because I'd never really watched wrestling yeah. back at that point, so I missed it. So I, and then I just didn't get the hype. I'd watched some, some matches. I'd seen the pipe bomb a couple of times. I didn't really get the hype. And I was like, you know, I couldn't give a fuck if he comes out. I don't really class him as anything. Since he's been back in, man, I fucking love it. He's been great. He has been great. He's like he's never left. He's literally. He's. I think he's actually better now than he ever was. He's the drive. So when he was in Ring of Honor, the drive and passion he had then, he has now. Yeah. I'm still waiting for him to be in a big feud. They're building him into. They are. Yeah. They're building him into. The MJF one is kind of the biggest feud they've done with him, and I'm in two minds about what you do with it. Next next week. Next week's not happening. uh, Yeah. He's going to weasel out of it somehow. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be until Revolution do, do they actually... He is in Chicago, so he has to punk... He has to piss off the Chicago fans yes. summer, right? He's not going to do it. I see it going this way. Spoiler alert for those who are looking forward to it. I think Punk beats MJF because Wardlow refuses to do something in the match. And without the Wardlow part, 
without without the Wardlow part, perhaps MJF would win, and then we move MJF onto the Wardlow feud, which needs to happen. Um, the, talk about a fucking slow burn. This has been nearly two to a year and a half in the making, if not longer. Yeah, and Wardlow's still very green, but fuck me, the minute they make so he was never over. Wardlow was just there, but the minute he stood up to MJF once, fans were on it. The fans, fans are, are now they are one hundred percent behind the guy. They love. They literally keep. They keep chanting one more time with his power bomb. They literally call it a power bomb symphony. Yeah. Because he literally and you look. You look at him like you can tell he has practiced those power bombs because he looks so safe doing them. Yeah, yeah. He's I, looking I, after whoever he's doing. He's looking after them so much. Yeah, and and he he's made that his go-to right. The, these power bombs are the thing he knows how to do better than anything else. So he can rely. He can rely like Randy Orton. Randy Orton is a very good wrestler. But Randy Orton relies on the RKO so much. He will have a match where he doesn't have to do a lot because he will be over if he hits the RKO. Oh, because it, it, it started a trend of a meme, for fuck's sake. Yeah. RKO out of nowhere. Yeah, he, they made videos upon videos of him just... They CGI, like, you know, put him... Put him like, really bad CGI, just him RKOing people <laughs> yeah. when they fall but over. Sometimes they're funny as fuck. Oh, they are incredible. Um, yeah, now Wardlow's another one. He's had a big build-up. And I guess that's how we'll end it, right? Future stars. While it is not a point, AEW has a plethora of future stars on there on there that I'm interested to see where they go. I'm interested to see where Wardlow goes. Yep. Very fucking Big interested. Time. Right now, I'm very, very high on Layla Hirsch. I'm really interested to see where she goes. She's this small... Mm-hmm. She's like the Taz of the women's division. You yes. Know? Yeah, like, and, yeah, I, and I just completely. see her there and I'm thinking, maybe she needs to be the female member of Team Taz. Maybe they need to go that route with her because I can see there's something in her. Um, I think uh, Wardlow has definitely got a big future ahead of him. Pillman Jr., I think, has got a future it's ahead gonna of him. It's going to take him a little while, but I reckon he's going to outgrow the... Um, the being the son of a famous yeah, star. Yeah, being, being, yeah he's, not, he's no longer going to be the son of Brian Pillman. He's going to be Brian Pillman Jr. himself. You know, um, Anna Jay. Anna Jay, another Ty one. Conti. Ty Conti, those two. I, I see big things for. I think Dante Martin, uh, he needs to find an edge. But the guy can be a star. I Him think. and his brother are going to be tag team champions once his brother comes back. Because that's where they came in as. Yeah. And I reckon that's where they're going to go back. And he Depends literally... how his brother's injury goes. He's, he's, apparently he's having I... fucking problems. Oh, is he? Not... I, thought, I, I thought I heard he was... It wasn't... It wasn't... Back. He's been out longer than he was predicted to be. That's he's been thing. out for like a year. Yeah. So he's been out... He's. It's been about a year. Maybe he, maybe he won't return. I don't know. Uh, I'd like to see him return. I think he was actually the more talented one. The mm. brother. Yeah. Uh, he was a little bit older and he had that ang- you could see that anger in him that yeah. personality in him uh, Dante was m- more of the like I'm following my brother's shadow and I think yeah. that's what held him back and he's learnt a bit but I can see if they give him an edge maybe not as a baby face maybe he does need to be a heel maybe he needs to find that edge to then be a baby face in the future yeah maybe there's something in there with him but he's got something he's got an it factor yeah yeah uh, Hangman Page is the world champion the guy is young MJ, uh, no, I think I think Hangman's about twenty eight now, maybe thirty. And MJF's like twenty five. Uh, yes, he's twenty five. Yeah, so Darby's twenty six. Darby's twenty six again. Jungle Boy's twenty three, I think. So yeah. Sammy. That's what I mean. So all, these, these, these are young the guys this are is the future, but they're good now. Where yes. are they going to be in ten years? Exactly. You know, and that's that's a good Darby's sign. probably going to have broken a lot of things by that point. Uh, Darby would probably go into. Uh, Darby's the kind of guy I think. I don't know if he can sing or anything, but I can see him moving on to something else. 
He's, he's a talented filmmaker. Yeah, he's a talented filmmaker. Him and his mate make all those little weird Vignettes. videos. He can skateboard yeah. and he does a lot. He's now sponsored as a skater, which is, is brilliant. Yeah. He's got his own deck coming out, which is coffin shaped. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Which I might just get to hang on the fucking wall, yeah, right? Yeah. It's cool. But yeah, they've got all these youngsters, like Ricky Starks. They've got all these younger guys that Our are really, Hobbs. really getting over. Hobbs is, is that I can't say enough. Good he is about underutilized. I think Hobbs could be where Wardlow is. Yeah. I think he could be in that position now, like in news. I'd like to see him go up against people like um, Miro and just see them beat the shit out of each other, right? And that's that's where I'd like to see him do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, AW, AW has the future in the palm of his hand. WWE did have the future in the palm of his hand and they let them all go. Yeah. And the people they have now... Uh, NXT 2.0 is another episode, but the people they have now oh. are not as good as what they did have. Ivy, but I'm high on Steiner's kid. Ivy. Ivy Nile. The meaty chick. She's good. She's good. She's good, yeah. She's good, yeah. And Bra- Braun Breaker. Um, Braun's good. Steiner's... The Aussie geezer's all right. The fucking Aussie Weller or whatever he's called. Jake, uh, Grayson Waller. Oh, Grayson Waller. Um, he's feuding with LA Knight at the minute. Yeah, the Uso he? kid. The other oh, Uso's good. Oh, uh, so some... Soiko. Soiko, yeah, yeah. He, he's good. He, you, can but, see, you can see him joining the tribe. Probably family. more suit, more 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 sooner than later, I think, with him. Um, they do still have some good people there. Uh, that Carmelo Hayes guy's good. Yeah, Black Carmelo's, Fox, fucking good. Carmelo's really, really, really good. good. He's Shawn Michaels' pet project. But some of the other people, the um, it's not it's not so much the people they have on screen. Actually, the people they have on screen are all quite talented, right? It's the people they're hiring. Are oh, this ex basketball player? Uh, this ex they're, ex- they're going back to their hiring of athletes who want to be wrestlers and it's gonna the thing is they're, they're literally giving them like two or three months worth of training and then just throwing them on TV and like you cannot put someone it's not watchable yet no, that's the thing so, so then people start tuning out like we were talking about earlier and we were talking about Jade Cargill she came from collegiate basketball very athletic. She's trained at Cody's Dungeon, or whatever yeah. he calls it. The, she, uh, the she, family... The factory. The factory, the factory yeah. yeah. So she's tra- trained there. She's she's very athletic. She has a look. She has a long way to go. WWE are hiring hundreds of people like her. Not uh, not everyone is also going to be six foot one like she is, right? With looking like Storm she, out of she, fucking I thought, X-Men. I thought she was a bit taller than six foot one. She she's, might be taller than that. She's, she's a tall, tall chick. Like not everyone, not everyone they're going to hire is going to be a specimen like she is when they hire them from these collegiate yeah. areas. And if you look through the years and years, WWE have always hired these people. Mm-hmm. Don't always work out. No, it doesn't. Not if everyone's they, a Lesnar. They push, they push the wrong people sometimes. You think like the great Carly? Yeah, he was a fucking terrible because he was big. Well, like, we get a big. He's like he's like Omos now. He's too slow. Slow. You can't big. you can't knock him down because he won't be able to get back up again. Yeah, and like, and then, and the problem is with WWE with that, they're not willing to make that be something. You're not willing to let almost go on a tear. Then he goes up against someone like a uh, Finn Balor, right? Who can do groundwork. That once Finn gets him on the floor, it makes him tap out. Because once he's got him down, he's fucked. Yeah. They're not willing. They're not willing to do that no. with, with a character. But that wouldn't be that I made him look weak. It would be like the little geezer found out if I get him on the floor, I can fuck him up. Yeah. So then you can have these video vignettes of Omar's training on the ground because he's like, I found my weakness. Like, and that's what happens in MMA. You have people that are really good at stand-up and the minute they get on the ground, they're fucked. Oh, yeah, yeah, you see it. And, you and, see it and, and the weird thing is, like, WWE wouldn't do that. I could see I could see that happening. If, if All Elite signed a big geezer, a big fucking seven-foot bloke, 
and they put him up against like a CM Punk and the geezer's throwing Punk around like they did with Wardlow mm. but he gets that sneaky little win on him do you see what like yeah. WWE aren't willing to do that all the are or he gets him on the ground and he's able to tap him out because he can get him in a chokehold or something like WCW used to do that with Benoit Benoit would get thrown about all over the place. He would fight you face to face, but he was shorter than loads of people. But if he got you on the ground, you're tapping the fuck out. He's putting the cross face. You're done. And you're done. Angle used to do it in the WWE. Face people like yeah, Dean Malenko would do it. WWE now seem to not want to do that. It's really weird. But all elite, we just saw it with Wardlow and Punk. We just saw that where the big guy is so big and strong that no matter how good you are, he'll throw you around. But the minute he lets his guard down, the guy who knows what he's doing more, the guy who's been around longer is going to get you in some way, whether it be by rolling you into a ball and pinning you. Getting your submission just out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, tricking you into doing something stupid, tricking you into taking a risk that you shouldn't take. Or like, you know, sometimes you see it in the leap where the big guy goes up to the top rope and he's like, fuck it, I'm going to do him off here. And he fucks it up because the confidence ruined him. Yeah. You don't get that in WWE so much. So, um... I'm hoping we did all elite justice here today. Hoping that I'm, yeah, hoping we saw it. It's kind of hard to, it is kind of hard to explain fully why we enjoy it like we do. Because there's so many moving parts. At the time when AEW was announced, when they did that conference in the January of 2019, you know, we were like, okay, it's another promotion. I don't really. We don't see know. Much. We don't know what's. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going to go on about this, and then. Uh, me and me and my mates, we were we were like, okay, I'm interested, and then they did double or nothing, their first proper pay per view under the AEW banner, and we we're like, this is pretty fucking this good. This, this is good. This is this is high and then, production. And then yeah. Mox turned up at the end of it, and we're just like, okay, they mean business. I was like, oh shit, okay, Mox is here. I mean, the first time they meant business is when Jericho showed up. Oh, at the uh, conference, and you were oh, like, oh, okay, the okay, they've got they've got a Jericho, but I was a bit underwhelmed by that because I was like, I already knew Omega was going to be there, I already knew the certain box, people were going to be there, Mo- Cody, yeah, Cody, I knew Hangman. I knew people were going to be there, and Jericho was the one big surprise. They needed that. that, they yeah. needed that, and I felt like they could have done with a few more. But then now, looking at their roster, they've probably got one of the best rosters in the world. They've got too many people now. They have the well. I think they're going to let these people go. They've just let Peter Avalon go. Oh, they have. Is yeah. It? Um, and Joey Janela's is on Joey Janela's on his way out. Sunny Kiss. Sunny Kiss. Um, they might keep I'm, Sunny Kiss. I hope they I keep would, Sunny. I would keep. I Sunny think Kiss. Sunny should be higher than 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 she is. Yeah. Well, he, she, yeah. Well, yeah I'm not sure. It's, it's, it's the pronouns take both. Apparently, 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 she, he gets dressed in the women's locker room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think he's comfortable around men. That's fair enough. You know, and, uh, and the girls love him. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because I remember JR got shit for saying she. People oh, were like, really? Sunny Kiss has never told us their pronouns. Oh, okay. So fair how enough. dare you I say she on air in a do match you know, against you know, the man and Sunny Kiss? And then Sunny Kiss went, I answered to both. I don't have preferred pronouns. You can right. call me he, you can call me she, you can call me they, them. Call, call I'm all right with it. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's the Sunny but Kiss the, the dub. The problem is, it's, you know, it's. He is fighting against men all the time. So. I see him as a chick. It's weird. When he comes out, I don't think a geezer. You well, know? A bloke, a bloke shouldn't be able to twerk like that. No, no. I shouldn't have an ass like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a geezer shouldn't have an ass that makes straight men look at him and go, hang on a minute. Yeah. See, see it from the back and thinking, hello. Oh, wait. wait. Hang on. Hang on a minute. What's happening there? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so AEW does have a lot going for it and I hope... Gwen, the person who asked this question. There is a lot of diversity in there. And we have, over the years, there's not just Gwen. We get this question maybe every couple of months. We get it once. She was just the most recent. So to everyone who did ask this question, I hope you've answered it. And I hope you can see how passionate we are about it. Because if we get feedback from our listeners that go, oh, I do like wrestling, we might do a few more. Yeah. 
episodes down the line. The reason we don't do so many of them is because they're not, they don't do as well. That's, that's so, true. As much as me and you like to sit down and shoot the shit about it. Yeah, they just genuinely don't do as well. So I hope you enjoy hear, if you guys want to hear more, please tell us. Tell us, yeah, yeah. And then recommend it to your friends who also like wrestling and that see what be, they that think. That would be the one to do, yeah, to, to to tell them, and then we'll slip a few more in our lineup. Yeah. A few more you episodes know, in our lineup. We, we, I'd love to do like build-ups or talk about after like pay-per-views that have just happened, yeah. but if no one else is that listens to us has been watching it, it's kind of a bit redundant. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's why I'm hoping, and I'm hoping that the people that are listening to this, they go, oh, they've done a wrestling and why you should watch this. And you don't watch wrestling and you've decided today that you like this podcast and I'm going to listen to it to see why they're telling, I hope we've won you over and then you can come back to us and go, I did watch it and I liked it. Or maybe you watched it and didn't like it. Either way, yeah, let us know. Or, yeah. You know, it's not for everybody. My missus hates it. Yeah. My, missus, my missus doesn't get she's it. Like, why are you watching this shit? Yeah, literally. Yeah. literally I got on the TV. She's like, why the fuck are you watching wrestling? Well, she's given up now because she knows I watch it all the time. Yeah. She doesn't really get. <laughs> but, you know, go on, the, go on AEW's YouTube channel and, you know, just have a browse. Watch, watch, watch clips. Yeah, just watch some watch clips, clips, have a browse. Watch, yeah. watch the promo between MJF and CM Punk. Watch the promo between MJ, uh, between CM Punk and Kingston before their match. Watch some of the Malachi Black stuff. The yeah. House of Black that he's building. Watch, watch some of that stuff. Even some of Cody's promos recently have been really fucking yeah, good. Cody's always been good on the mic. People just don't like him. But he's always been good yeah, that's true. on the like, mic. I don't really yeah. like him, but... You know, and then just check out some of the like you know some of these clips are only like five minutes long. And it just yeah. it's just highlights of the matches. And if you what you see you you like, check out sign Dynamite up to fight sign up to fight TV or watch it on ITV4 or, or TBS or, wherever or you watch it. do what I subtly do and just uh, have it, it on just, a site. just just have it turn up on my computer. And watch it on wrestling series. Yeah, just have it just have it turn up on my computer. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, just whatever, whatever, however you get your get your material on that, and just you know. Watch a couple of episodes. If it doesn't do it for you, it doesn't do it for you. But, you know, at least you're giving it a shot and see if you can get into it. But it is something we are both quite passionate about and love talking about. So, yeah, just give it a chance. And either it is for you or it isn't for you. You're never going to know until you give it a go. Understand that we're not stupid and we know that it isn't real. But it's that the reason we're entertained about it is the reason why we spoke about it. The reason I like martial arts movies is because I know it's not real. But they're entertaining, and I like the fight. And they're fucking like, good at what they do. And and, that, and wrestling is the same, yeah. You know, think of it as like watching football or any other sort of sport, but it's not full of wimps. No, it's full of people that will break their arm and get up. Yeah. And try again. Carry yeah. on. But no, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, and Gwen, I hope we answered your question. And I hope you check it out, and let yeah, us know if you, you do. Let us know if you do. So yeah, that's us for this one. Cheers, and guys. Peace.